Friends, the Winnipeg Jets needed a very big two points against the Calgary Flames. It was a tough game and one the Jets had to match Calgary's pace and tempo to. But somehow, against all odds, Connor Hellebuck and some amazing contributions from Josh Morrissey, Billy Heinola, and the DeMello Twins, uh, the Dillon Twins, ended up sealing this one 3-2 in favor of the Jets. Stay tuned to hear more about how Winnipeg pulled off this amazing win. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is 100% free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, on tonight's episode, uh, obviously, like I said, we're going to be walking through Winnipeg versus Calgary, a very big game for a couple of reasons. The first is that we all hate the Flames. Uh, That has become a a really serious rivalry over the past few years that we discussed in, in the previous episode. We have mentioned that there's a lot of bad blood between these clubs. Matthew Tuchuk may no longer be there, but of course, um, we all still remember the the injuries and frustrations, not only in the regular season, but the playoffs as well, of facing this Flames team. They just rightly piss us off, and that is a, a testament to how Sutter has them playing. You look at that Flames team, and there's not as much talent as they used to have. The loss of Goudreau and Tuchuk has definitely made a major impact, and while Huberdeau and Uyghur are trying to contribute in big ways uh, of their own accord. It's obvious that this team just isn't the same. And then Sean Monaghan has also left and gone on to have a much better run of form with the Montreal Canadiens than he had with the Flames. So it's been a tough season. You know, they're, they're kind of alternating wins and losses. Some nights they're potting seven goals against weaker teams. Other nights they're struggling to score one. You would kind of look at these teams and, and sort of realize that, you know, the Flames and Canucks form look a little bit similar, even though their routes to how they arrive at their particular struggles are vastly different. And yet, you know, the Jets, uh, they they actually played an all right enough game against Calgary. Now, I think the first problem for the Jets was that this Flames team was going to be very heavy and physical, right? We all know Sutter likes to have uh, a really aggressive forecheck, and that did put the Jets under a lot of pressure. Winnipeg right now is still working on a skeleton crew. The good news is that Perfetti, Ehlers, and Schmidt are all in uh, contact jerseys, regular practice jerseys. Um, Supposedly, the timeline is very soon, potentially as early as the end of this week, uh, at least seeing one of them. It does sound like Nate Schmidt is probably the first to be back. Not entirely clear yet if that's going to happen on Thursday, but it seems like he is super imminent, so that's exciting. Ehlers also very close to returning, and Perfetti coming back. You know, you get two of your top six skaters, you get a really important defenseman, and suddenly the Jets are looking like they're doing pretty well. It's kind of amazing that you look at this team and and realize that they're like 24, 13, and one or something like that with the amount of injuries that they've had. 
this team, quite frankly, could have sunk to the bottom of the Central uh, in any other season with any other coaching staff, you know, with how this team has had so many crucial contributors injured. The one that, you know, Winnipeg definitely could not survive without is Hellebuck. And he's stayed healthy. He's having an amazing run of form this year. Uh, I know that he may not win the Vezina, but quite honestly, I feel like with the amount of work that he does and how much he has uh, really helped out this team when it has counted the most, when it has really pulled all of the or put all the chips on the table, Hellebuck has been one of the few people that I would say the Jets basically have zero questions relying on. He was amazing in this game. He shut down some unbelievable scoring chances, including one on the aforementioned Mackenzie Weaker, and was just generally really fantastic. I mean, you see him day in and day out, and you almost get used to just how amazing he is. Sometimes you take it a little bit for granted, but, you know, he's only got a, a year or so left, and so it's really important for us to enjoy all of these games where he excels because we don't know how many he has left in a Jets uniform. I'm really hoping, you know, it, it's just the first of many more years, you know, Winnipeg has um, increased cap flexibility over the next few seasons. And I think that of all the players that I think the Jets should really bring back and really focus on retaining, Hellebuck for me has to be chief among that. I mean, the guy is just an absolute monster. He's been a, a player that I feel if the Jets, you know, are, are doing the whole Hall of Fame thing, I would make him one of the selections. I think he is already on pace for the actual NHL's Hall of Fame. But in terms of like Hall of Fame Jets, you know, like Jets, uh, personal like Winnipeg Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, Hellebuck is already carving his name on a statue. The guy has been um, a truly loyal servant to this team. And I just hope that going forward, he continues to be an awesome player for us and that the Jets and Helly can find a, a good contract negotiation and contract extension. Because like without him, I just don't know where this franchise is. Uh, but it's nice to know that, you know, this year, more so than previous years, it's not just Telebuck. There were some really key contributors from uh, the back end in this game. And in a little bit, we'll kind of walk through, you know, some of the really impressive ones, maybe some interesting narratives that are starting to develop about some of the competition for the bottom D spots and some fantastic comments that we got from uh, Rick Bonus regarding Billy Heinle's performance and what it means for the longer term picture of what this decor looks like because the more that Heinle impresses the more that he plays and the more that Bowen sees out of him the more likely it is that the Jets are going to have to be forced to make a decision some hard ones some not easy ones and uh you know some just downright painful ones depending on you know how you view the whole situation but I think Heinle is starting to force the issue and we'll talk about later why this game really should cement his spot in the top six but before we go any further I do want to shout out our friends and partners at betonline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all of the sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis you need this season, whether you're following professional or amateur sports. They've got you covered from everything from NFL football to college bowl season. They've got basketball, both professional and collegiate as well. And if you're looking for the World Cup post hangover, you might be hoping for some domestic and international league football. They've got you covered there. Plenty of Premier League, Serie A, La Liga, and Bundesliga action to keep up uh, at all times. And if you're looking for more than just uh, sports, they've also got Vegas casino games because I know every now and then you might need to take a break. But if you if you still love sports and you want something that's not just betting, they've also got fantastic sports podcasts and news articles for you to dive in. 
And as always, they remain the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix on. So be sure to register right now for a free account at betonline.net on your laptop or mobile device because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Jets. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We're talking about Winnipeg versus Calgary and some interesting trends that have emerged out of a game that, frankly, the Jets may have been a a bit outplayed in, but still got the job done, still had some critical goals, and we saw some interesting contributions from up and down the lineup that you might not have expected, especially from the blue line. Before we go any further, though, and dive into that, I just wanted to make sure that you also check out Locked On NHL Prospects. It's your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft. You also get NHL draft rankings and top prospects comparisons for all teams. Be sure to follow Locked On Prospects on your favorite podcasting platforms and, of course, YouTube. It is uh, free to subscribe, just like our show, available on all of the same platforms. So be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. Circling back to the Jets, obviously tonight was a very unusual one for Winnipeg. Uh, for the most part, Winnipeg really did not see a ton of points from their forwards. In previous years, that would certainly be uh, a little bit unthinkable. But in this game, you know, the primary scores tended to be defenders. And that's that's pretty cool. I mean, we don't really see that very often. Uh, maybe a little bit concerning uh, for the even strength scoring in, in um, you know, with respect to how the top six is doing and how the depth lines are doing. But when you have an injury crisis like this, you just need somebody to step up. And I think that's what the Jets were looking for more than anything else. And uh, really, you know, you had some interesting names step up. We had a Dylan uh, and a DeMello goal. Uh, obviously, I think it was DeMello who had the point shot. Brendan Dylan somehow tipped it in. And we had the uh, the double Dylan goal, which, I mean, that's not something that I think I ever had on my bingo card. I don't think I... I mean, if I had put a bet on it, I probably would have won a ton of money because uh, Brendan doesn't really score. Dylan doesn't really score. Um, so you had two guys who just really never score goals actually um, contributing to the same one, which, yeah, that's pretty pretty flipping cool. Probably buy a lottery ticket if I were you, especially if you watched it live. You, you might have the fortune of uh, <laughs> something above, but I'll, I'll tell you what, it's a pretty cool thing to see and probably not something that we're going to see ever again. We also had an amazing Josh Morrissey goal, this one from a great blue line activation where he essentially skated around the perimeter and then started driving towards the slot. He saw Kyle Connor engage with a defender down low in the central slot area. There were another pair of skaters behind him, but Morrissey was able to feed the puck through two defenders, squeeze through, which if... uh, Either of the flames at the blue line had physically engaged, probably would have been some sort of a restraining foul. So a really smart play from from Morrissey. Connor realizes that his only option here is just to sort of uh, toss it back, but it's a really hard pass to make when you have an opposing skater right in front of you. KFC, though, did the job, got the pass in, and Morrissey just roofed a beautiful release that, quite frankly, it made me jump almost. I was really shocked to see it. A fantastic goal, but it was just a very artful sequence and something that, you know, increasingly we're getting accustomed to seeing this year. This version of Morrissey that has really blossomed under bones is fantastic. If there's one player on this team that who, you know, has, has gone through a lot of hardship and a lot of struggles over the past couple of years that I, I just wanted the world for and was really bummed to see him struggling as much as he was, it was Morrissey. This guy, you know, you just want the world for him. You want him to succeed. And the past few years, it's been a huge struggle. But this season, 
he's blowing the doors off and he's really kicking them down and asserting his role as Winnipeg's not only premier defender, but truly one of the premier offensive defenders in the whole league. Good enough to the point where we're calling him Josh Norrissey, and uh, increasingly it looks like he will at least be a finalist. So what a monster season from Josh. Amazing to see for him. Very happy, and you really couldn't ask for anything better. Now the final interesting note um, that I I thought really kind of caught my eye from the blue line was Vili Heinelo. We've talked about him on this podcast, and I know some people have somewhat mixed feelings because he's a smaller, undersized defender who, you know, early on was kind of raw, maybe didn't physically engage, wasn't winning puck battles, wasn't really doing stuff on the on the forecheck, but he's changed all that. I think his stick positioning has gotten better. His physical positioning inside defenders along the half wall has gotten better. His timing and his reads have, in, have continued to improve. He's doing so much more in the defensive ends, not always perfectly, but still a lot more than we're used to. And then you start to see that puck transition ability when he's in possession, he's driving up the ice, he's creating offensive counters, and he's setting up his line mates with beautiful opportunities. And all of that finally culminated in a point for him in in which it was actually the game-winning assist. He had a great feed from Sandberg who just sort of passed it along the blue line, and then Heinle just sort of gripped it and ripped it. Didn't even wait for it, didn't try to do a softer, more precise shot. Just said, you know what, we're powering this thing home. And Sam Gagne was there to deflect a perfect tip right past Markstrom and the Jets win three to two. It was a stupendous sequence. It's exactly what you want to see from Heinola. And I think going forward, it starts to make the roster situation a little bit tricky. Uh, I think with Capobianco being the seventh defender in this game, uh, you know, they, they did dress 11 forwards and seven defenders. So Capobianco... You know, previous games, he was playing more minutes. In this one, he was basically not used for long stretches. And to me, it suggests that the Jets have kind of figured out that Heinola is their guy. And um, it seems like Bones is starting to cue uh, or really catch on to this. I think Capobianco has done about as well as he could be asked to do. But the reality is he is probably like a top four AHL defender and not so much a guy that I would really be asking for huge minutes of at the NHL level. But Heinola is only showing continued improvement, continued confidence and assertiveness. And Bones had some interesting comments that I think are worth spotlighting, especially with respect to uh, what Heinola's future is. Because with him being, um, you know, waiver protected and all that, his contract situation is beneficial for the Jets to try and make some roster moves. But the way that he's playing and the level that he's playing, you you kind of see only one real pathway that makes the most sense. We'll talk about what the Jets are, are probably thinking and why it might not be the happiest news for Winnipeg and its fans in just a little bit. Hey, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We're just wrapping up real quick with some final thoughts from Winnipeg's 3-2 victory over the Calgary Flames. Uh, obviously a really fun win, uh, a really important one because it continues to show that the Jets are serious, that Winnipeg really is a contender. We all knew that they were, but to do so and win all these games with the amount of injuries that they've had really is a testament to how hard this club works, how much they're pushing, and how much they really do buy into Bones. Uh, I think Bonus has done a fantastic job. I think he's really earned the trust of the players. And they frankly fight for the badge and for Bones in a way that I think Maurice really had had kind of lost the room. You know, Paul had a couple of really good seasons early on with the Jets. But as time went on, you know, increasingly you saw 
bad habits forming with Winnipeg. You saw the uh, the underlying numbers start to take a real dive, and suddenly the Jets are looking more like a lottery team with each passing day. So it was tough, uh, but now bonus has kind of come in, been a breath of fresh air for a lot of us. He's still old school sometimes in certain respects, but one thing that I think he's done a really good job of is is figuring out how to handle the prospects. And the way that he's working with Heinle more recently has given me um, some confidence. Murat Atesh from The uh, Athletic was interviewing Bones. And, you know, when asked about Schmidt's potential return, which would probably put one of the current defenders out of the lineup, Bonus was sort of noncommittal. Uh, you know, he said, let's, let's give it some time. Let's give it a day or two. And kind of reiterated that, what Heinle did in this game, it was how they want him to play. Uh, he praised his defensive awareness, his offensive interactions, his skating, his possession, his passing, all of that stuff he was he was praiseworthy of. And, you know, he said kind of more broadly that the biggest thing for Heinle in order to improve his decision making and his timing on reads is to get a run with the big club. Uh, which for me is probably the biggest ringing endorsement that we've seen of Heinle's performance thus far. Uh, we've heard, you know, certainly Vili gets some comments and some praise from the, the coaching staff, but this for me might be the one thing that the Jets are, are really tipping their hand as to who has won the, the battle for like the sixth spot. Uh, for me, it should have always been Heinle, but I know that some of the perceptions about his game, uh, plus some legitimate criticisms of him, especially after his preseason showing, I, I think it all sort of turned into a, a mixture of things that, you know, really put him further down the depth chart in the organization's eyes. But if there's one person that already believed in him from the start, it was definitely Shovel Day off. He's always really been praiseworthy of his skills and tool sets. And now the Jets coaching staff is starting to to see the evidence and the returns on investing in him. So fantastic to see, but there is kind of one catch with all of this. Um, I, I do think Heinle is is being guaranteed a spot going forward, but it might not be for parts of the season because he can be sent down without being claimed. I think the Jets might take advantage of that just a little bit more. Uh, I, I think Vili has done a great job of proving that he deserves to be with the Jets, but you know, because of his contract situation, because of the the Jets trying to accrue cap space with uh, Schmidt coming back and a crowded blue line that's got Stanley, that's got Capobianco, you know, all competing for these final spots. I think it makes it really difficult for the Jets to try and keep him up. Now, I, I think for me, I wouldn't really care about some of that stuff. I think he still needs to be up with a big club just period because he's so good at what he does. Uh, and Sandberg, for me, I don't think he should be taken out either. I think Dylan's done a really solid job in that number five to number six spot. So suddenly it comes down to Capobianco and Stanley. I would probably waive Capobianco, but if Stanley has a major offer uh, of trade assets, I'd certainly look at that. Logan has devoted a lot of really good years to this club, uh, but I think you, you, you've seen his limitations. You've seen how the rest of the league values him, and I think that sort of Venn diagram of of needs being met for other teams makes him you know a, a decently valuable trade asset, especially if a team's looking for a forward. And to be honest, I think if Logan leaves the Jets, he'll have more opportunities to get ice time elsewhere and, and find success. So it might be best for both parties to to part ways, uh, but we'll see how that shakes out and see what Winnipeg wants to do going forward. 
I'd be curious to know your thoughts on this, though. Let me know what you think the Jets should do with a defense. Uh, I know some of you are on the trade Pionk train. I don't see that happening, if I'm being honest, but you never know. His cap hit is pretty big, and he does have a lot of offensive value, so teams might be intrigued by that, but we'll see if somebody gives the Jets a serious offer. Give me your predictions on the trade stuff in the YouTube comments below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft. It's available on all of your favorite po- uh, podcasting platforms, including the ones that Locked On Jets is, as well as YouTube. So be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.